Welcome to Health Sutterer's podcast. In addition to ever-present coronavirus fears, holiday gatherings can be difficult for families due to the dynamics among the many generations present. One complex dynamic is that between parents and their children. Dr. Judith Smith is a professor at Fordham University, an author, a psychotherapist, and a researcher of the effects of children's development on their mothers. Her recent publication, titled Difficult, Mothering Challenging Adult Children Through Conflict and Change, is composed of, quote, real stories of mothers and their challenging adult children. On this podcast, Health Center correspondent and public health nurse Barbara Glickstein hosts Dr. Judith Smith for a conversation about the unique relationships between mothers and their children and how the dynamic between mother and child might present itself during family gatherings. This podcast first aired on Health Cetera in the Catskills on WIOX Radio on November 24th, 2021. This is Barbara Glickstein for Health Cetera in the Catskills. Families, like most individuals, are in flux. We're all in some kind of transition, and some of us are filled with hesitancy with every move forward socially engaging with others. Some are not ready at all to do any socializing. For the families planning to return to in-person Thanksgiving celebrations, hopefully with all eligible guests fully vaccinated, some who've gotten boosters, and following smart CDC mitigation guidelines that are in place, your family can have a holiday together or with friends. Even if your family's fully vaccinated, please remember your most vulnerable family members, particularly people over 80 or the immunocompromised, children below the age of five who are not eligible for vaccine and are still eligible for COVID, to severe COVID. A rapid antigen chest is an added layer of protection for everyone. You can take one at home before you leave to join the Thanksgiving gathering to be sure that you test negative. There are many deeper issues for families. Will we return to Thanksgiving the way it was before we had to quarantine? What was that like? How will we adjust to a new family circumstances and old issues that have never gotten worked out even before the pandemic? It's a fact. Parents can be difficult, but it's also a fact that adult children can be difficult too. Dr. Judith Smith is a professor at Fordham University her research focuses on family relationships through the eyes of the parents of adult children. Her most recent work explores how older women, mothers make sense of the problems in their adult children's lives, such as mental illness, substance misuse disorder, or chronic unemployment. Her new book is coming out in two months in February of 2022, and it's called Difficult Mothering, Difficult, excuse me, Mothering Adult Children Through Conflict and Change, published by Rowan and Littlefield. Welcome to Health Cetera. I should say welcome back to Health Cetera. Um, I am a, a colleague and a friend of Dr. Judith Smith, who I've had the privilege of interviewing before at different times around her research. So welcome today, Dr. Smith. Thank you, Barbara. I'm really glad to be here. And, you know, as I prepare my small Thanksgiving for my son who is driving up from Atlanta, um, realizing I can't even remember what we did last Thanksgiving. Um, 
So there's a sense that, you know, we've sort of had a abyss in terms of the gatherings that we're used to doing. And um, I really welcome the opportunity to talk to mothers and fathers about this, because I think we're seeing, you know, in newspaper articles on parenting so much more about, you know, the emerging adults coming home and um, what it's like for kids to help prepare them to go back to their parents. But parents have feelings too and have uh, difficulties when they are anticipating a family gathering. And when I was thinking about today, I think there's really three different, all families as we know are not the same. Um, and I think there's three uh, different categories of families that I find useful to think of when we think about what the holidays are bringing. My research is on uh, parents of difficult adult children, uh, which is sort of an unusual name, and it's not meant to be pejorative. It's really meant that they have situations in their lives that have interfered with their autonomy and independence, such as a severe mental illness, substance use, and chronic unemployment. And mental illness and substance use get in the way of being able to support oneself. And many kids, and kids can be 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, um, when they are faced with these problems, end up, many of them, going back to their parents for support. And some of them move back in. But this, that's one group of families. And there's another group of families where the kids are, are fine, um, what I call fine. Um, but I was surprised when I was doing my research when uh, colleagues would ask me more about what I was doing. And I was saying I was interviewing difficult adult children. Nearly everyone I spoke to said, interview me. <laughs> because I think every mother, and I was just interviewing women because I couldn't do everything at once. Um, I discovered that every mother, even if her daughter was a superstar, felt that she had a difficult adult child because parents struggle with how much do I say, how much do I do, um, how do I make sure that they still want to share the grandkids with me. It's a complicated relationship. And I think um, sociologists who've studied parenting from the parents' point of view in terms of what the struggles are. In some ways, child development books about parenting make it seem like it ends when our kids are 18. But that's not the case. And the few people who've looked at parenting, you know, as our kids get older, talk about that there's a basic challenge for every parent. That on the one hand, we're supposed to be there for our kids in crisis. That's what a parent does. On the other hand, we're supposed to push them to be autonomous. And those are two very different pieces. And this is something that every parent lives with from age two till death. You know, we are trying to launch our children and we are trying to protect them. I can and verify, I can verify that I've had every emotion and feeling that you've already addressed with two adults. Uh, launch children who are 33 and 29. So I can, I know, I'm, I'm imagining people listening are also nodding their head, Judy. Right. And this is part of being a parent, but it becomes particularly uh, challenging when you have a child who's not doing well, 
or if you have a child who has a substance use disorder. Um, and the other part of being a parent is we feel like it's our job to produce a self-sufficient adult. And if you have a kid who's, I interviewed some woman who eventually her son came home to live with her, um, brought the new grandson, and she was thrilled to have her son and grandson back in the house and soon discovered after she spent a year taking him to methadone that he was shooting a heroin again and she had to evict him. And she had to live, she lived in a tiny, uh, maybe like some of the towns in the Catskills, um, a small exurban town and had to live with the fact that her neighbors saw her son on the street dealing drugs. Um, but that's how much she was a unique person and she did not completely internalize the blame for having a child who was failing. Mm. And I think so many as mothers, we do feel like our kids are, are us. And so if your kid isn't doing well in high school or if your kid drops out of high school, people feel ashamed. Mm. And this is an issue when we're talking about family gatherings. Um, there's a third group of people. We have the kids who are fine, the kids with difficult adult children, and there's people whose kids are estranged. So they're, up, they're not going to show up for Thanksgiving. They haven't shown up for two or three years. And how much mothers feel blame, self-blame of what did I do to cause this and are suffering and assume that their friends and neighbors blame them as well. There's so, so much stigma. Only... Yeah, there, I'm sorry. There is so much stigma attached to uh, the the external view um, of others, whether they're friends or the culture, the family, uh, friends. That also adds to what a lot of people might be feeling, anticipating coming up to Thursday. Right. You know. So, if for those moms who have a child who has substance use disorder, there's a lot that of pre-thinking that needs to go on. I mean, if this person is actually living in your house and they're in rehab, then you have to decide if they're in rehab, are you going to serve liquor? I mean, how are you going to handle all the issues about that? And how are you going to handle your other, often if there's a kid who has a substance use problem or has mental illness, the other siblings can be resentful of it. So how are you sort of going to uh, manage family feuds that can emerge around your being perceived as favoring the kid with most problems? And the research shows that parents do give more to the kids with the most problems. That's what we do. Um, but then we have to deal with the flack of our other kids. But I think as we're planning for Thanksgiving, it's sort of if you have an estranged child or if you have a child with severe mental illness who's living in your basement, what's, are you going to invite them to the dinner or are you going to accept that they are too uncomfortable and won't come? So there's a lot of pre-thinking. I mean, when you read online, there's lots of stuff about the holiday blues. Everybody experiences holiday blues because the holidays are supposed to be a place where you have this family gathering of this large family 
one that I never had. I'm an only child. Um, and everybody's nice and eating foods that maybe we don't even eat, but there's a sense of fullness. And many people don't have that, you know, Hollywood image. And mm. in fact, they have a feeling of brokenness about their family or their family that they grew up in. And so the holidays bring a lot of grief to many of us, to kids that they didn't have what they wanted. And all of us parents were once kids and we have grief. And also we may be mourning our own parents as we get ready for the holidays. And I think one thing that I always teach my students is that families are unique in that they're always changing. So when you get together with your family this year, it's not the same family, forget COVID. I mean, that's a whole other piece. But your, you know, your daughter may have gotten married. There's new babies. You may be eating at your in-laws. Things are always changing. It's never the same family. And psychologically, you can't leave a family. Even the kids who cut off and moved to California, when they are sitting in California, even if they're estranged, they're thinking of you. So psychologically, you know, we all are connected to our parents, but as parents with kids who have unique struggles, we have a lot of grief that it's not, I mean, the really hard thing for parents with somebody with a substance use disorder or a mental illness is that we can't, we can't fix it. I mean, that I think is the hardest thing that I discovered in talking to women. And that somewhere you have to find a way to take care of yourself, even though what you wish to do is fix your child. Because this, in, this way we all want to be a good mother. We all want to heal our children's addiction. We all want our kid who's shooting heroin to stop. As this woman who watched her, allowed her child to sell in the street, she was one of the lucky ones. After eight years of her son being in and out of jail, he, as she said, you know, found Christ and fell in love. He fell in love with uh, a woman he was dealing you know, with, and they both went clean. Hmm. And she so got her son back, and she got a grandson, but she you know, did tough love. And she said, tough love is, it's not love. It feels like hate to yeah. be able to let your child live on the street is impossible for most people. Yeah. Judy, you mentioned um, pre-thinking and pre-planning and preparation. We have just a couple of minutes left. And I think your, your knowledge and your clinical expertise is helpful to give some guidance to those who are listening that this really is touching them in a way of preparation, um, not just for this week, but in general. What would you like to impart in our closing few minutes? Well, I think in some ways, so many of us want to close our eyes to our children's problems. You know, that it feels too painful to acknowledge that our kid is really stealing from us or our kid is on drugs. We want things to be okay. Um, but I think the more you can realistically think about who's coming, 
and what issues might emerge and be able to be prepared for it and decide what you're going to do. And you may decide that it's going to be easier if the last, if you have a son who's on drugs, who for the last prior to COVID or maybe even to COVID just pops in and makes a scene, you may decide that this year you want to go to a restaurant or go to your friend Susie's house instead of being home. That it's okay to really realistically think about how is this going to go and how can I make it the best for me so that I'm not feeling terrible regret. And then if you can really realistically be aware of your child's drug issue or mental illness, it's not being mean. You can then actually help them when they're ready to get some help. I think it's such a valuable uh, lesson to encourage in these situations to think about what your needs are given a difficult situation with a difficult adult child. And something that um, I've valued in your research and in your scholarship in that this does appear to be another invisible stage of adult women's lives that need to be uncovered. And I think this week, thinking about family gathering with that in mind and your uh, clinical and research scholarship advising people to think about what they need to protect themselves ultimately is protecting the difficult adult child. And that you're not alone in not having a perfect kid. I mean, every mom, every person wishes we had more and to be able to accept what you have. Thank you, Dr. Judith Smith. She's a professor at Fordham University. Her research focuses on family relationships through the eyes of the parents of adult children. Her most recent work explores how older women and mother, mothers make sense of problems in their adult children's lives, such as mental illness, substance misuse disorder, or chronic unemployment. Her new book is coming out in February of 2022, and it's called Difficult, Mothering Adult Children Through Conflict and Change, published by Rowan and Littlefield and available in pre-order. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Smith. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a podcast of HealthCetera in the Catskills. For more podcasts and discussions of important health issues and policies affecting health, go to HealthCetera's website and blog at www.healthmediapolicy.com. That's www.healthmediapolicy.com. This podcast was produced by Diana Mason, Barbara Glickstein, and production assistant Kai Volsey.